Ah, welcome to the Kramer Show. The uh, Kramer Show studios being powered by the enclosed.com. The enclosed.com, a website where you can buy your woman some panties, send them to her through the mail. She gets them in a black box with uh, rose petals, and you can do it for one, three, six, eight, or nine, or 12 months. How badass is that? Do something different for your woman uh, or for your side piece or for both of them at the same time. Hell, they're not going to know. Uh, a little bit later on, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the enclosed, and I'm going to tell you how you can get $25 off your order. So you keep listening, my little love muffin. All right, everybody, it's time to kick this pig. Leave him squealing from the feeling. Squeaking from the freaking. Boinking from the boinking. Real, raw, radio. This is The Cream Show. Let me say something. Um, as long as we allow people like Mateen to divide our country... These types of shootings are going to continue to happen. As long as we allow people like Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or anyone else to divide us in any way, these types of things are going to happen. I'm going to say it one more time. As long as American citizens allow people to divide us, these types of atrocities are going to continue to fucking happen. You don't think that Donald Trump is a unifier, do you? You don't think that anyone who has you know thought about being the president in the past eight years is a unifier, do you? Let me ask you this. Nine, uh, September the 12th, 2001, have you ever felt as unified in any facet of your life as you did on that day? And the answer is no. No, you have not. We were a solidified, unified beast of a country after 9-11. There was, I mean, I, there was a an amount of uh, sadness and anger that balled up inside of each and every one of us that that came out as something positive. That doesn't happen anymore. Why is that? I don't know why. Fuck, I don't know. Wish I did know. You know, I look around. Everybody's divided. Everybody's pissed off. You've got the the people on the left and the people on the right. We're in an election year. You got one of the uh, candidates, uh, you know, who, look, I'm, I'm all about tough love, and I, I get it, but, you know, we're talking about a guy who is dividing our country like a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, and, and can you even imagine what would happen if he were the president? <sighs> Sorry, I wasn't going to talk about politics, but fuck. I just, I just watched Donald Trump on television, and he's just up there just, oh, wow. 
sound bites for days. A little bit later on in the show, I'm going to get a friend of mine. His name is Eric Goldberg. He's a co-worker and a friend of mine, and he has trained with firearms for a long time uh, and knows a lot about the law, a lot about the intricacies of uh, guns, and we're going to talk to him. Another point real quick is, uh, by the way, your Facebook posts about, and your Twitter, you know, all this stuff about um, uh, God bless the people down there and thoughts and prayers with the people in Orlando, that is so, that is nothing. It means nothing. Not one single person that was a victim of, of what happened yesterday saw that shit. You only post that for you. That's to say to the world, hey... I'm here. Don't forget about me. God bless people down in Orlando. We're with you. Thoughts and prayers for Orlando. Shut up. Fucking Facebook and Twitter. If I did, I mean, I know I sound like, you know, a mean old crotchety fucker. I don't give a shit. If I did not have to have a Facebook or any, any kind of social media for work or to pump my website, I, I would, it could suck my ass. Fucking hate social media. I fucking hate social media people go well that's how we you know that's how we hear about stuff no it isn't fuck you we've got the drudge report and fox news and cnn and people that you know companies that pay billions of dollars to have uh, you know instant access satellites and we've got every goddamn thing in the world we don't need social media to let us know what's going on in fact social media just gets people all pissed off and it's more dividing than anything fucking social media all right <laughs> Fucking social media. God damn it. You know, people are making like montage and putting montages and all this shit. People are, look, I'm as sad as anybody, but it's, look, sadness, it's, we got to get over that shit. Sadness is not going to do a damn bit of good for any of us. Of course it's sad. A hundred people got shot. 53 of them, I think, died. Wasn't it 53, the, t- the final 49, final tally? Yeah, we get it. We're sad. But God, you know, it's time to get angry and start, you know, trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do. Making a montage. Come on. I don't even want to hear it, Gene. I get along. I, I, I don't want to hear it. Uh, all right. So the deadliest mass shooting in American history happened. An American citizen who pledged allegiance to ISIS goes into to a gay nightclub, kills 50 people, injures 53. And some of the eyewitness videos that we, we've put together a little bit uh, of a montage. Heavy, man. This, is, this shit is so heavy. Oh, my God. People are getting shot, dude. Just, just listen to the pop, 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 pop. Listen to that. Oh my God! People are getting shot, dude. Get out of here! Oh my God, dude! This guy's firing off shots. I don't know where my son is. No one can tell me where my son is. If he's been shot, if he's dead, no one knows. He's not answering the phone. But he was sitting right next to his boyfriend, and his boyfriend definitely was shot with multiple gunshots and taken in the ambulance. There was blood splattered on me, and I, I just remember just the screaming, and I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. So I dropped down, and I'm crawling out. I was just like, oh, please, just please make it out. Please, please. And then when I did, I saw people shot. I saw blood everywhere. There was 
blood all over me. I didn't know if it was my blood. I didn't know. So I was checking my whole body. When I got out, I realized it wasn't mine. It was somebody else's. Uh, the person I was with was shot in the back. Uh, I had to take my bandana off and tie it up, put it in, in the bullet hole that was in his back so that he wasn't bleeding because he was bleeding so bad his whole pant leg was red and it was still, it was so, it was so soaked. It was just, my hands were just covered. You know, I'm sitting here uh, thinking about um, yesterday and how how everybody has instant access to you know videos and uh, all that stuff when something like this goes down, and it's really we we um, you know it's almost like we're watching train wrecks constant on a constant basis from our home or wherever we are on our phone. And you would think with this technology that we have that somehow we would embrace it and learn uh, things from it, but it just seems like it dumbs us down. And not only does it dumb us down, but it also kind of makes us a little more insensitive. Um, you know, because we see everything. God, I mean, if, if shooting happens, we, we see it. We see the blood, uh, and we just get desensitized to it over time. Uh, it blows my mind. There's... Um, um, ABC News, uh, this woman is crying over her missing son. Uh, you heard a little bit of it there. My son hasn't been heard from, so I don't know if he was left in the club, if he got shot, or if he's being worked on here. I don't know. It's terrible. He's my only child. When he was in high school, he started the Gay Straight Alliance. I've been so proud of him for that thing. Please, let's all just get along. We're on this earth for such a short time. Let's try to get rid of the hatred and the violence. Please. Yeah. I'm with her. We, we are here for such a very short time. Um, there is no sense in wasting time hating someone because of their sexuality or their color or their religion. Uh, I know that. Uh, the average sensible person walking around knows that. These people, these extremists, they do not understand that. Uh, they have their own set of values. Um, and so they are rogue, broken human beings. And we know that they exist. And we know that they want to do harm, maim, and kill. We know that they exist. We know that they are going to continue to exist and that their ideology is not going to change. So if we know that, the only combat to that is to return fire. That is it. Period. No politician. No politician is going to change the way anyone feels about their fucked up ideas in their head. No one, no politician is going to change a group of people and their crazy ideology. No, no one is going to say the, the magical thing that makes people understand that, well, maybe I shouldn't kill people. So if that's the case, and we know it's 100% true, isn't the only combat to fire back? Fuck it. 
You know, the the, Dem- the Democrats go, wow, oh, we've got too many too many fucking guns. Look, we've got too too easy access to guns. We we got to do something about that. You know, we got these assault weapons, and it's such an easy. You know, the guy went to Walmart and got himself a fucking gun. Well, you know, look, if he doesn't go to Walmart, then he's going to go somewhere else and he's going to get a gun. Again, I'll say it. We have 330 million people in this country. We have over 330 million motherfucking guns in this country. Somebody wants a gun. Somebody wants to kill. They're going to get a gun and they're going to do it. Here's a mom talking about her son being trapped in the bathroom with the shooter. He was shot? We don't know. He's in the women's bathroom with the hostage. He's hostage from the shooter. How, how did you find out? He was texting me and called me. What did he tell you exactly? That the shooter has them in the women's bathroom hostage and he's going to die. We was talking and I made him get off the phone because I had a dispatcher on one phone and him on another one. Uh-huh. And he said he didn't want to look at the man because he might look and get shot. So I told him to hang up and text. So we was asking him questions. You know, is everybody all right? He said, no, people are hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, then he said he has us and he's going to kill us. And that was it. Mm. God. Uh, here's Obama. The shooter targeted a nightclub where people came together to be with friends, to dance and to sing and to live. The place where they were attacked is more than a nightclub. It is a place of solidarity and empowerment where people have come together to raise awareness, to speak their minds, and to advocate for their civil rights. So this is a sobering reminder that attacks on any American, regardless of race, ethnicity, religion, or sexual orientation, is an attack on all of us and on the fundamental values of equality and dignity that define us as a country. And no act of hate or terror will ever change who we are or the values that make us Americans. Yeah, I mean, I look, I, uh, I, 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 oh, you know, the, the politics of this is, is very, very tricky. You know, I'm a black and white guy. You know, I, I see a lot, and to my detriment, I look at things in, in a square box. And, you know, the way I see this is that, um, we have people that are radical for not anybody's fault. It does, you know, just because we have Obama as president, uh, doesn't mean that we, you know, the reason of the influx of these radical extremists, it's not his fault. They're, they're just going to be there. ISIS is going to be there. The Taliban is going to be there. Uh, you know, all these groups are going to be out there and it's unjustifiable, uh, from many angles. So, uh, Omar uh, Satine's ex-wife, Satora, gave a press conference and talked about why she had to leave him. And I think this is interesting. In the beginning, he was a normal being that cared about family, loved to joke, loved to have fun. But then a few months after we were married, I saw his instability. And I saw that he was bipolar and he would get mad out of nowhere. That's when I started worrying about my safety and... Then after a few months, he started abusing me physically very often and uh, not allowing me to speak to my family, keeping me hostage from them. Mentally, he was mentally unstable and mentally ill. He had a history with steroids. I don't know if that caused it. I'm sure had something to do with it. Eh, You don't get on fucking steroids and go 
kill, you know, 50 people. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh my God, that is some serious roid rage. Um, the FBI held a press conference yesterday, and they talked a little bit about him. The individual believed to be responsible for the terror attack at the Orlando Club Pulse early Sunday morning has been identified as Omar Mir Sadiq Martin, wow. age 29, an American citizen born in New York. He died of an exchange of gunfire with police officers early this morning. The FBI first became aware of Martin in 2013 when he made inflammatory comments to co-workers alleging possible terrorist ties. The FBI thoroughly investigated the matter, including interviews of witnesses, physical surveillance, and records checks. In the course of the investigation, Mateen was interviewed twice. Ultimately, we were unable to verify the substance of his comments, and the investigation was closed. In 2014, Mateen again came to the attention of the FBI because of possible ties to Monar Abu Salah, an American suicide bomber. The FBI conducted an investigation, including an interview with Mateen. We determined that contact was minimal and did not constitute a substantive relationship or a threat at that time. It has been reported that Mateen made calls to 911 this morning in which he stated his allegiance to the leader of the Islamic State. All right, I, uh, I pulled in uh, a friend of mine, a co-worker of mine, his name is Eric. He is an engineer here at iHeart, and he is uh, a longtime gun carrier. Uh, he has a concealed permit, and uh, and not only that, the guy. What I appreciate the most about Eric and his gun stuff is that uh, he has gone to to get training, and uh, he, he like every year you go to Las Vegas, right? I go to a place outside Las Vegas. I go get trained and. It's, a, it's a eight hours a day for four days. I'm also a certified NRA. Can you, can you put, do that microphone? We can still talk. I mean, no, you, I can't do this microphone. Do that one because uh, I don't think that one's okay. Okay, so you go to Vegas. I go to Vegas. It's it's a place I go and I get trained. I go every year. It's a eight hours a day for four days, and they train you. They train you, you know, how to get that gun out, what to do, you know, how you should shoot, when you should shoot, when you shouldn't shoot. It's all about keeping yourself alive. Mm-hmm. Um, in a situation. I'm also a certified NRA range master. So I'm really all about the safety yeah. as well. Yeah, and, and that and that's really respectable because if you're going to carry a gun, you really have to think it through. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's not just like, you know, when we were in our 20s, the thought of carrying a gun was like, I'll carry a gun, you know? Hey, cool. And you don't really think about the ramifications. You don't think about putting yourself in situations and what would happen, how you would react, because you don't know how you would react. So putting yourself in into those situations in Las Vegas – you learn about yourself too, you, how you, you would react in certain situations. Right. Well, you 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 do these these exercises over and over and over again, so that if a situation arises, you have a much better chance of survival than some guy who's never been trained. Because when a situation arises, if when you're facing someone with a gun, you're going to freeze. Yeah. You're going to go whoa. Sure. And you're going to freeze. So, what this training does, they train you. So I have a better chance. Of saving myself and others, yeah. Than some clown who, hey, I got my concealed carry. I'm gonna carry a gun around, and then have no idea really how to use it or when to use it. Okay, so now th- there's so much uh, that goes into 
uh, Orlando. And when you really take it from point A and you go, you know, from, from the moment he fired the first shot onward, there's a lot of things that are unraveling. And we could sit here and have the conversation about what did the police do? What did they not do? What, what did they do wrong? I think you and I had a little brief conversation about Sooner or later, the police department down there is going to have to answer some questions about why it took so long for them to actually get into that building. But that's not what I want to talk to you about. What I want to talk to you about is if you – go ahead. Well, I was going to say one of my favorite sayings is when seconds count, the police are just minutes away. <laughs> well, And now, that's true. Yes, but see, that's, that's one of the things where – it's not like the police get a phone call. Hey, this dude's got a gun. He's shooting a bunch of people. Oh, yeah? Well, then they get in the car. They get there, and then they, they go in. That's not what happens. The, the, you know, they, they, they organize. Yeah, God damn it. They take you know 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, assess the situation, because they don't want to put anybody else into jeopardy, and if somebody else were to get shot because of one of and these meanwhile, guys. meanwhile, that active shooter is in there taking blowing people Blowing them out. away. Blowing them away. So right. I, I do have my, my thoughts about that. But I wanted to talk to you specifically about if you are a guy that is hired for security at this, say, this bar. Right. And you have a gun. Now, they did get in a firefight. This guy got into a firefight with him. But I want to talk, I want you to kind of explain if you were in that, that guy's chair and you're at the front door, which was where he was, you hear the gun. What do you do at that point? Like at that at that, at that moment. moment, I need to assess where that gunfire came from. Okay, see if I have a, a clear shot of the the shooter. If I don't, I need to clear people out behind me. You know, out of the way, out of the way, and make my way toward the gunfire. And if I have a clear shot, I would absolutely take that shot. Now, put yourself in that situation. It's a it's a gay club. Uh, it's um. Not that that really matters, but what I mean is, like, you know, the music is, is techno, and it's, like, really loud, and so the lights are down, which, let's talk about that for a second. If you are one of these assholes, that's a pretty prime target. Oh, yeah, that's a great target. I mean, this guy went in there knowing that nobody's armed. Yes. And he had all the time in the world to just go bing, 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 and take people out. Now... Uh, so at that moment, you assess, you hear it, you're like, okay, what's going on? You try to move people out from I would have where somebody, you I are. I would have somebody call the police if it hadn't already been done. I mean, I would do my job if I'm the security guy at that place. You know, I'm going to be busy looking for this clown. Yeah. I got to have somebody, hey, you, call 911 now and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Well, now at this point, you don't really even know. You're, you're like, okay, well, we heard some gunshots. We don't, you know, well, you, you don't you, know you what's... Hear, you hear them inside your building. You know what's in your building. You know yeah. what's right there. But your first your first instinct is to uh, make your way to that, to, to, to find out. Or find out where he is yeah. and see where I can get a good vantage point to take him out. Now, if there are people around, here's my main question. If there are people around and you walk in the middle of it, because there's hundreds of people. There, there's going to be people that are running towards you. I mean, they're, they're going to be scared out of their minds. They're going to be trying to get the F out of there. So you've got people that are coming towards you. It's complete chaos. The music is going. The lights are dim. You know, and and you're you're hearing gunshots. You're not really sure, but you're you're trying to make your way back there. It, after, do you if you see it at that particular moment, do you then take a shot? If the, if it's clear, I can't put innocent people in harm's way. See, that's my question. Well, it's a difficult. It's difficult. 
I mean, if there's a million, if there's a hundred kids between me and the shooter, I can't sh- shoot them because mm-hmm. I'll be shooting, I'll be killing people. Well, plus you got to think about your own safety, right? So then, so now what? Now what do you? You know, you're at that at you that do, moment. You, then you, what? You do the best that you can do. Yeah. You can't save everybody. You can't always save yourself, but you don't want to. You don't want to hurt anybody else. Yeah. In the process. Do you sure. Know what I mean? Sure. Which would be. I can't even imagine what that would do to you emotionally, mentally for the rest of your life. Well, if you killed if you, some, if you killed somebody who pulled a gun on you, and then you shot the guy dead, that stays with you forever. Sure, it does. Even though you were being I'm, attacked, I'm sure. I'm dude. I'm I'm sure. So if you kill an innocent life, I'm sure. Well, yeah. then it's even much much worse. I'm sure, and I hope I never have to find out what that's like. So uh, you know, I'm just trying to 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 put because it's, diffi- it's difficult. I know what you're. I think I know what you're asking. And I, there's not a clear-cut answer. Yeah, I'd like to give you one, but it's. Do you go through training? Do they do they do they talk about that when when you're in a chaotic situation, like uh, you know, like you're you're at a restaurant or or the mall or or, or someplace like that, and you, and you have to, um, you know, I mean, you when you do, uh, you told me once, you know, they they do the target, you know, and they pop up one. It's like a mother holding a baby or, you know, or something as opposed to, you know, a real a criminal, guy, right? you know, you're going through that. It's, it's a reflex kind of thing. Uh, and I'm, and, and that's great training. I just, I wonder what it's like though in a, in a, in a really well, chaotic in, situation like that. In real life, they tell you that your accuracy is 50% of what it is during training. Yeah. Wow. So. That's because you got all this stimulus. You have tons of pressure. You got so many things going through your head. You're worried about your own life. You're worried about a lot of things. Yeah. So well, there's a lot. There's a big difference in a guy like you and a, and some asshole that goes into a place and shoots a bunch of people because all he's doing is just basically pulling a trigger. He's pulling a trigger, right? That's all. That's it. Because he doesn't give a and fuck. When you're trained, just, you know, right? There's. I mean, you, you pick that gun up, gun up, and you you aim. Yeah. If you have that opportunity, you aim, and they tell you where to aim. They tell you. The best places to, to, to shoot. They, so I'm not saying that I would be the hero and save everybody, everybody's life. Yeah. But if I could reduce it by half, if I could take this guy out yeah. before he killed half those people. You, you know, got to think that if if there were, you know, and and it's uh, this is such a, such a crazy conversation. But you have to think that if there is someone in that club who's sober, who's carrying a gun, who is somewhere near this asshole, that that you know, you and I were talking that you know maybe somebody somebody dies, somebody gets hurt, but not fifty, not not a hundred. Right, I mean, dude, you, that's just right. That's that's on another planet. Somebody would have would be able to have the opportunity. To take this guy out, or wound him, or do something, because basically he walked into a room full of people who were dancing and drunk. Yeah, you know, fuck. They had no, they had no course of action. Yeah, I mean, they're than, really, other than to get hurt and die. Yeah, and then when you look at the building, there were I think there were two exits. This was not yeah, like it, was it probably wasn't crazy. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine the panic that right. set in? Well, and some then, of the people saved their own lives by playing dead by just laying there. Yeah. Is is that something that you would suggest you know, for people to do? I'm not really qualified to answer that question, but I think I would do that. Yeah, I, I think I would. I would play dead. That I, way, he, you know, he's looking for people who are up and moving. Yeah. Now, if you're on the ground laying there, well, I think you if, have a if chance. If somebody's popping them off, that's probably not even if you're playing f- dead. But don't it shouldn't that be like the safest place? You yeah, know, get, get down, down because he's not shooting at the floor. He's shooting at people that are moving. Yeah. All right, so get down for one. Yeah, get down for one, and if, if you can play dead, 
you know, play dead. If you were in a place and you heard and it was a chaos, well, say there was a place, I don't know, like we mentioned the mall or, the, or, or someplace where there was a bunch of people. If you heard gunshots and you had your gun with you, 100% of the time you go for that person or you go or you seek that out? No, because, you know, self-preservation is sure is essential. I mean, I don't want to get killed and I don't really want to be in a gun battle. Yeah. If I don't have to be, but if there's a guy just picking people off, you know, I guess it's a it's a case by case thing. Yeah. See, I would think that um, I'm not a you know, it's not my job to be the hero. No, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you carry a gun for my, you. My gun is, is, is you and your family. Right, right. Is, right. is personal self defense. Now, legally, I can come into defense of of others. Yeah. Whose lives are in peril for one reason or another. I mean. Somebody has a gun on you, I can take the guy out. But you have to really have a lot of information. I mean, one of the things that we learned that was really interesting was if you were walking down the street and you see a guy, and he's got a gun pointed on a dude, and the dude's laying on the ground, and you drive by or you walk by and you go, wow, dude, and you pick up your gun, you shoot the guy with the gun. Yeah. Well, the guy with the gun was the good guy. He already had the bad guy down. Uh-huh. You have no idea in the world what's going on. So are you... Culpable at that moment? Yeah, you just murdered somebody. Yeah, but okay. So, see, that's that's one of those things, man. Right. You know, you know, and people don't think, I, w- I wouldn't think that, you know? Right, yeah. You, you would just, just think, mur- oh, yeah, you're seeing somebody with a you, gun. If you kill somebody in self-defense, yeah, now, hey, you're listen, going to jail. Listen to this, okay? This is one of the things that Eric told me that kind of freaked me out a couple months ago. Go ahead. If you're in a situation where it's a self-defense shooting, a guy comes up to you, he's got a crowbar or a lead pipe or a knife or a gun or whatever, and you get that gun out and you boom, 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 you shoot this guy dead, you've got to call the police, you've got to tell them what happened, and when they get there, they're taking your gun away and they're taking you to jail. No questions asked. You just killed somebody. Right. You go to jail. You go to jail. No matter what the circumstance was. And, and in that case, <laughs> in you that are case, 100% justified at what you did. Right. You still have to go well, you just killed to, somebody. to jail. And just because you know what you did, they don't know what you did, and you can't tell them what you did. Yeah. You, all you can say was, it was self-defense, and I need to talk to my attorney. But what do you get and arrested for, though? You get arrested because you just killed somebody. I know, but like... If it's just if justified they don't know. means they have no idea if it's justified or not. Yeah, just because you're telling. So they have it to is. go through a whole investigation before you actually are free. In the more and inf- no charges. The more information that you give them, the worse it is for you. Fuck. You just need to. I have a card in my wallet that I could hand them that says, "This was a justified shooting." You know, please give me the same, you know, respect that you would give a fellow officer that was involved in a in a self defense shooting. Yeah. And at this time, I'm not answering any questions, and I I just need to call my attorney. Wow. So, and then you know, see, see, that's that's something that no one ever thinks about. They they just they think talk. you got. Oh my God! This guy came up to me. I was at the ATM, and the guy came up, and he did this, and they, yeah, you know. So if so you I shot him dead, yeah. So if you if you're at the ATM, and he tries to steal your money, you shoot him, and you go to jail. You're not saying a, well, a thing, right? Right. Yeah. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna say it was self defense. Yeah. And I need to talk to my attorney. Damn. That's it. That's Damn. all I'm saying. That's fucked up. It's cold. Right. And you go to jail until they <laughs> till they sort until they sort it out. Yeah. 
See, there's so much thing. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I like the idea of, of having a gun, and I, I'm like a lot of people. I look at them and I think they're they're cool. I've been to the you know, the shooting range and I get off on that and I love it. I just don't know that I'm the guy that needs to have a gun. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Are you that, the guy? I mean, I don't know. You don't have to go out and save anybody's lives. Yeah, but say that you're you and your son and your wife. You're out to dinner. And you're walking back to your car, and some, you know, some douchebag comes up behind you with a gun and puts it at your wife's head and says, hey, give me your money. Yeah. I'm killing your wife. Yeah. And you go reach for your wallet, but instead you pull out a gun and just bam. I don't know that I'm going to be, uh, see, I, I worry about being uh, a worse, you know. Uh, that's why you get trained. Yeah, yeah. See, that's 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 the key that's right there. That's why you there. get trained. Yeah. You can't, anyone walking around with a gun without any kind of training is a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. I look, I, I think this thing in, in Orlando, um, politics aside, I, I just, I looked at the, uh, the makeup of this building and you know, there were, there were, there were like five people that were in a restroom and they were being uh, held hostage for a little while. And I think he killed them. And I think he went to another room and had like 15 people in there as, as hostages. Um, you know, we keep hearing this this rhetoric on uh, the news from a lot of the Democrats saying less guns, less guns. Dude, we have 330 million people in this country and we have 330 million guns in this country. Uh, it's just that look at look at these shootings that happen. They're in churches, they're in schools, they're in nightclubs, gay nightclubs in Orlando, Florida, where no one has a fucking gun. You mean the, the no-carry zones? Yes. <laughs> right, of course. That, that, that's, well, of that's, course that's, that's, that's where they're going to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, he knew that there was not going to be any resistance. He right. knew that. Right. And as long as we continue doing it, it just makes logical sense to me that if you want this, this type of thing to – maybe you can't stop it from happening, but you can damn sure – Cut down the the amount of people that are being slain. Fifty fucking people died. You know, if if, if somebody had a gun, somebody else in there had right, a gun. The, man, the, man, the manager have a gun. The bartender, somebody could have a somebody. gun. Somebody, right? You know, put it. In, you know, they have these little uh, safes, right? Like you know, where you put your finger on it. Yeah, but see, I think that takes too long. I think they could have one running their hip. Yeah, they don't have one on their hip. That doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. You know, there are places. Well, it can be in, concealed. They can have a shirt over it or something. No one yeah. has, nobody has to see it. There are places in, uh, I think, in, in Houston, uh, they did they did a comparison uh, with like Houston and Chicago, and they did it by population and by ethnicity and all this stuff. And uh, in Houston, look, everybody has everybody can carry a gun. You can go into a bar with you know a gun on your side and saddle up and have a beer. That's just the fucking that's the way it is. And that's the way of life. And like the, their homicide rate is like 3% compared to Chicago's homicide rate which is like 38 39% or something insane like that. So if that's true and we have the numbers that say that, what is the backlash? Like I mean well what, it, here it, in they, Ohio, here in Ohio you can without a permit strap a gun to your waist, to your hip and walk around with it like the old west. Yeah. No permit, no nothing. Walk around with a gun on your hip. That's perfectly legal. Yeah. However, as soon as somebody sees it, you're at Walmart, and somebody sees that, they're going to call the police. Right. Police are going to come, and they're going to detain you. You're going to say, oh, but officer, it's my Second Amendment right to do this. They're going to say, yeah, but you're scaring a lot of people. Sure. And you're going to be detained, and it's going to be a big hassle, which is why most intelligent people don't walk around open carrying with their 
guns or the rifles slung over. Well, you're inviting the shit. You're you're looking you know, you're for trouble. Stuff. Right. You're just looking for trouble. And there are there are videos on YouTube that I love to There's go and watch. Of like a bunch of them. guy with a fucking you know an AR-15 on his back walking down in the middle of town, and he's going to be the guy that's going to argue with police. Why? Right. That's the only reason he's got that thing is to argue with the police when they yeah. come after him. Yeah. Eric, uh, a lot of insight there, and I always uh, appreciate you know your take on it because you really, Eric studies this stuff. You know, he, he really thinks about it, and like he said, he goes to Las Vegas and he does the the training. So it's not like, hey, I'm just going to get a gun. I'm going to be one of those cool guys with a gun. It's not like that. And and I think if we had more people like that that thought about it, uh, these these type of crimes, they don't go away, but it's it's not you know like it was yesterday. So thank you, man. Thanks. Sure. Thanks for having me. Keep up with Kramer when he isn't doing the show on Facebook and Twitter at Kramer Radio. Yes, we post titties. Get over it. This is the Kramer Show. Now, before I start saying this, I want to say this, right? I believe in your right as Americans to have guns. I'm not trying to stop you from having guns. All I'm saying is this is my personal belief on the opinion. My opinion on the... Bel- oh, it doesn't matter. I don't like guns. Right? I'm going to say some things that are just facts. Right? In Australia, we, we had guns. Right? Right up until 1996. And in 1996, Australia had the biggest massacre on earth. Still hasn't been beaten. And... <laughs> now, after that, they banned the guns. Now, in the 10 years before Port Arthur, there was 10 massacres. Since the gun ban in 1996, there hasn't been a single massacre since. I don't know how or why this happened. Uh, Maybe it was a coincidence, right? Now, please understand that I understand that Australia and America are two vastly different cultures with different people, right? I get it. In Australia, we had the biggest massacre on earth. The Australian government went, that's it. No more guns. And we all went, and we all went, yeah, right then, that seems fair enough. Now, in America, you have the Sandy Hook massacre where little tiny children died and your government went, maybe we'll get rid of the big guns? (laughs) And 50% of you went, fuck you, don't take my guns! (laughs) So here's, here's where it gets confusing, right? Now, as I said, I'm all for your Second Amendment rights. I think you should be able to have guns, it's in your constitution. What I am not for is bullshit arguments and lies. There is one argument and one argument alone for having a gun, and this is the argument. Fuck off. I like guns. (laughs) It's not the best argument, but it's all you've got. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with saying, "I I like something, don't take it away from me, but don't give me this other bullshit. The main one is, I need it for protection. I need to protect me, I need to protect my family. (laughs) Really? Is that why they're called assault rifles? Is it? Never heard of these fucking protection rifles you speak of? (laughs) Protection? What the fuck are you talking about? You you have a gun in your house, you're 80% more likely to use that gun on yourself than to shoot someone else. And people think, well, that'll never happen to me. You don't know that, because you know what? From time to time, we all get sad. (laughs) 
One day you're happy, then you're sad, and then, oh, oh it was. <laughs> Protection. I had a break-in in Manchester, England, where I was tied up, I had my head cut, they threatened to rape my girlfriend, they came through the window with a machete and a hammer, and Americans always go, well, imagine if you had a gun. And I'm like, all right. I was naked at the time. <laughs> I wasn't wearing my holster. <laughs> I wasn't staring at the window waiting for cunts with machetes to come through. Like, what world do you live in where you're constantly fucking ready? You have guns because you like guns. That's why you go to gun conventions. That's why you read gun magazines. None of you give a shit about home security. None of you go to home security conventions. None of you read Padlock Monthly. None of you have a Facebook picture of you behind a secure door going, fucking yeah. It's like you're gonna be ready if someone comes into your house. You have it at all fucking time. By the way, most people who are breaking into your house just want your fucking TV. You think that people are coming to murder your family? How many fucking enemies do you have? Jeez, you think a lot of yourself if you think everyone's coming to murder you. See, if you have it readily available, it becomes unsafe. You have it in your bedside table, one of your kids picks it up, thinks it's a toy, shoots another one of your kids. Happens every fucking day. We'll go, that'll never happen in my house because I'm a responsible gun owner I keep my guns locked in a safe. Then there's no fucking protection! <laughs> Someone comes into the house, you're like, wait there, fuckface. <laughs> oh, you've come to the wrong house here, buddy boy. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna fuck you up. Okay. Is it 32 to the left or 32 to the right? Your mother's birthday? Why the fuck would I know your fucking mother's birthday? Maybe if you didn't leave the window open because it's too hot in here, we wouldn't be getting fucking murdered, right? <laughs> I find the NRA to be hard work. But the fact that they always think the answer is more guns. After Sandy Hook happened, the NRA said, and I quote, none of this would have happened if the teachers had guns. I, I think they're forgetting what school was like. <laughs> Does anyone remember that casual teacher that used to, whenever she came onto school, that relief teacher came, you and your friends would see her and go, oh, we're gonna make her cry. <laughs> and then she'd stand in front of the class with a bit of chalk and her hands would be shaking. And you'd go, you're never getting married, are you, miss? Never gonna happen for you. Then she'd get back to a 1967 Volkswagen Beetle, she'd be crying over the steering wheel, just, why don't they like me? Let's give that cut a gun and see how things work out. <laughs> and then they go, oh, well, answer to that, we'll just add more guns. They go, we'll put an armed security guard at every school across America. Yeah, that'll work out. The average security guard in America earns $16 an hour. Not a lot of wiggle room to be a fucking hero. <laughs> Someone comes onto the school and <laughs> and you've got Kevin. <laughs> now I'm sure Kevin's shit hot at Call of Duty, but it might not fucking cut it, ladies and gentlemen. 
Now, I understand that when I'm doing this joke in this room, 50% of you agree with me, 50% of you don't agree with me. And I do respect the people who don't agree with me. Don't think I don't. Out of the 50% that don't agree with me, 20% of those people are smart enough to realise this is a comedy show and it's not to be taken seriously and they're laughing along because it's just funny jokes, right? And then the next 20% are sort of phased out a little bit and looking around going, I wonder how they got that chandelier up there. <laughs> and then there's the last 10% and they're fucking furious. <laughs> right now in this room, and the people watching at home, 10% of you are fucking seething. Just... <laughs> and for a couple of reasons. First reason, I'm making good points. <laughs> second reason, second reason, second reason, and this is the big one, I'm foreign. <laughs> and that's pissing the fuck out of you right now and your brain is on a loop and you can't fucking turn it off and it's just going around in a circle and you're just going if you don't like it go home if you don't like it go home <laughs> and my answer to that is no <laughs> came here legally i pay my taxes i'll say whatever the fuck i want your first amendment means that i can say the second amendment sucks dicks <laughs> and Unless you're an American Indian, you're a fucking immigrant as well, so fuck off. The future is here. Bitch, bitch, we got something for that ass. The future is here. The future is now. This is the future of talk radio. Welcome to the future. Future. The Kramer Show. KramerShow.net. Like what you hear? Click the Patreon button and pledge money to keep the show on the air. This is The Kramer Show on KramerShow.net.